brother, I have to tell you something. Peace be with you. I was there last Thursday. We were all together, all of Jesus' disciples. We were in the garden. We were exhausted. It was a terribly busy week, but I tried my best to stay awake. I had promised the master that I would stay, I would stick by his side no matter what. But along with all the others, I fell asleep. Jesus woke us and told us the betrayer was coming. Still, I resolved in my heart to stand close beside him, to fight with him to the very end. But when those soldiers came with their torches burning bright and all their weapons, I scurried off like a mouse into the dark. It turns out I'm not as strong as I thought. I couldn't sleep that night. I realized that as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, I had failed. I had broken my word. And so I went back in the morning to see what would transpire. I was there when Pilate brought him out before the crowds. I stood in the back. I whispered not a word. I didn't want anyone to know that I was a Galilean because they were talking about persecuting, going after his co-conspirators as well. I heard them lay all sorts of false charges against him, all sorts of blasphemies against God, against Caesar, against our country. None of them were true. And yet none of us spoke up on behalf of the truth. We let those charges be laid against him. We saw him drug off to Herod. We saw him brought back. And we finally heard the sentence that he would be crucified. I watched. I winced as they laid that cross on him. I watched him trudge slowly down the road to Golgotha. From afar, I saw those rusty spikes driven through his hands and his feet. He was agonizing. He was struggling for life. He was bleeding from all the beatings that he had received, the uh, flagellation on his back. They lifted him up. I heard him struggle for every breath. And I saw that it was me who should be suffering. He was suffering for sinners. He was innocent. I was guilty. And yet I offered not a word. I saw him, I heard him struggle to his very last breath. I was there and everything was dark. I trembled when the spear lanced his side and there came out blood and water. And I shook with agony as I saw the stone heaved up against his tomb. This Jesus, I followed him for three years. I trusted him. And now it seemed totally over. And I was done. I hung up my hat as a disciple. The others, they were scared too. They believed that the leaders of the Jewish people would come for them next. But they got together on that day, that Easter Sunday, and they shared the news that some of our women had, that they had seen the Lord. But I was too embarrassed to be with them. Later that week, they found me 
And they came not to condemn me or criticize me for my, for my apathy, for my lack of presence or commitment. They only came to tell me this news. We have seen the Lord. No way. I couldn't buy it. Now, I knew that I had totally failed as a disciple, but I also was absolutely sure of what I had seen. I had seen the master horrifically, brutally, truly crucified, put to death, gruesome death on the cross. And I saw his corpse laid in the tomb. He was dead, really, totally, completely dead. I refuse to believe. You see, I am a man of the facts. I trust my senses, what I see and hear. I'm reasonable. I'm logical. And I believe the proof, the evidence. I've got no time for myths, tall tales, or legends. I'm not uh, suspect to superstition. I want the truth. And even though I didn't believe him, even though I didn't accept what the other disciples were telling me, I felt their love. I felt their welcome, their desire to be with me. And so the next week, today, I went. I went to be with them. And we were together, praying, breaking bread, devoting ourselves to the teachings of Jesus. And while we were there, the doors were locked. I turned around and I heard his voice. Jesus was there. Impossible, right? A miracle. A miracle because this Jesus had risen from the dead. It was him in the body. The one who had died was there alive. I saw it. And he knew everything that I had thought. He knew my heart. He knew my disbelief. And he spoke directly to me. Thomas, stop doubting. Stop disbelieving. Believe. It's me, Jesus. I've risen from the dead. And he gave me his peace. He forgave me. He gave me his Holy Spirit so that I, with the other disciples, would go and bring his forgiveness to the whole world. And to you, sister. He wants you to know. Tonight, he gave me a promise that's for you. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. Brother, believe. It's just as Jesus said. He's been saying this all along, that it was necessary for him to be born into our world, to teach us God's word, to suffer on behalf of sinners, to be lifted up on the cross, and on the third day, he's been saying it all along, he promised that he would rise from the dead. It's true. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He's risen indeed. Alleluia. He's risen from the dead, and today he is with you. He wants you to hear his word to taste his presence. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. But that doesn't mean, dear brother, that you have to give up your logic and your reason. 
But today, Jesus is calling you to grow in your logic and to become a Christian in your reason. He's calling you to start all your days, all your thinking with his words and promise. And that by believing, he's promised that you will have life and peace. Do you feel it? Do you receive it? You have forgiveness and peace in his name. Believe him. Trust in him. And by believing, by faith, he also wants to reveal you so that as a Christian, as a disciple, you too may see him as your Lord and our God, Jesus. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.